Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your money and your life and your relationships, really just about everything, your work, all of it. I'm John Deloney, joined here by my good friend George Campbell, and we're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Let's go to Robert in Georgia. What's up, Robert? Hey, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. What's up? Oh, well, first of all, I'd like to say thanks for y'all's uh, devotion to helping people with money and stuff. I've been a longtime listener, and uh, I got a question here to maybe get some guidance. You got it. What's up, man? So, all right. So recently, I've been divorced, still kind of going through the legal process due to an appeal. However, uh, recently sold the marital home, and I now have half the profits. I'm debt-free, and I'm renting right now, and I'm wondering... Should I think about taking that money from the sale of the house and buying another property, or should I rent for a while? And I totally get that house prices are probably not going to be going down anytime soon. So I don't know. I just tell me about this. Tell me about the legal appeal. Um, Yeah. So basically, the the everything was finalized, and I got uh, custody primary custody and everything and basically my ex came in and appealed everything and if you know anything about legal stuff it takes forever yep so <laughs> so we're uh, uh waiting on hearing back the results from the appeals court now how long has this divorce process been going on uh it started uh 2020 and um the appeal was filed so you know it took about a year to go through the whole process for the local court and then the appeal was filed after the final hearing and um did they accept so the appeal they accept the appeal so the appeal has been was filed earlier you know and so some we're hoping sometime this fall we'll have the outcome of the appeal okay uh george you can weigh in here i i i would not do anything until that's over what i'd hate for you to do okay. you got little ones involved yes how yes. old uh Twins are six. Okay, jeez Louise, man. Yep. Um. So yeah, I. A worst case scenario would be you take this money, you put a down payment on a place for you and the two little ones, and you start building a life. And suddenly, come November, some judge that who knows what they're gonna say. Um, right. You end up having to sell this house and fork over some more money. If whatever, who knows what's gonna happen? I don't want to get into the legal stuff, but I would if I'm you. I'm just I can't give you legal advice. I'll just tell you just. If I'm in your exact same situation and my two little kids and we're figuring out I'm going to live in an apartment and we're going to have a blast and we're going to play at the park until this whole thing has a period at the end of the sentence. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I've been thinking. Um, Cause I was like, there's no, there's no, I, I, I don't have a rush to do anything right now, yeah. but at the same time too, I was like, Oh, you know, maybe I'm letting all the people, the hysteria of the housing market get in my mind, even though I know, I'm less worried about the real estate market. I'm more worried about Robert and this situation and the yeah. family. And so the market's going to do what it's going to do, and you're debt-free and you get a big pile of cash, you're going to be all right. right. Regardless of that, the house you wanted is 10 or 15 grand more than it was a year ago. So, yeah, I'm with John on this. We're pausing. We're going to keep renting until the smoke clears. And then with our new normal, we're going to decide, all right, we got 200 grand. We're going to get into a house. How much money is this? Uh, it's uh, a little over 100 grand. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm just going to park that in a high yield savings account and let it grow at one or two percent. Real boring, but it's going to be the best thing for you for you right now. 
All right. Now, I did hear the other day they were talking about there were some treasury bond or something like that I could get oh, into. I bonds? Might... Yeah. No, nah, I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with those. You can only put like 10 grand in a year and it's affected by inflation and interest rates and so you're not going to make you're going to make pennies on that 100 grand by trying to do the I bonds and it's going right. to lock your money right. up and if you sell them too early there's penalties. I wouldn't mess with it, man. You'll be all right. Yep. Stay flexible. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Stay liquid, baby. Hey, so yeah, okay. <laughs> that's one of the worst. Brand new sentence. Stay liquid, baby. That's yeah, I, I like immediately it. regretted that as yeah. soon as it left my. Hey, mouth. listen, Robert. As long as you live, never repeat that. That's just not going to be good for good wisdom. <laughs> um, hey, uh, one of the ways that I uh, in, in a previous caller in, in a in a, um, in a recent show um, I had a similar discussion. Um, one of the ways I try to stave off anxiety and I try to stave off uh, what comes next, what comes next is being busy and trying That's to right. go out and solve and do and do and solve and achieve and get and solve. And so I really want to challenge you in this season. Okay. Uh, this The smoke is cleared for all intents and purposes, right? You kind of know this right. is what it's going to be like unless something wild happens. Um, focus on building a new planet that doesn't have to do with um, a home. It has to do with your relationship with you and your girls because they've been through it, right? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's been a messy couple of years. And so spend your energy there, man, and make a piece, having some fun out at the parks and going fishing and doing those things. And, um, getting those kids in first and second grade and focus there. And then when the smoke clears on this thing, then you, then y'all be in a position to say, Hey, what comes, what comes next? That'd be fantastic. All right, let's go to Ross in Boston. What's up, Ross? What's going on? Thank you for taking my call. Of course, man. What's up? So, um, I just have a question. So a little bit of a backstory. So I am 27. I'm a traveling nurse. Um, I've been listening to the show for the past year. I've read Dave's book, um, and I've recently been able to pay off my student, my student loans, my car payment, and all of my credit cards. Heck yeah. Um, now with, without the debt, thank you. Um, now without um, this debt that I have, um, I have all this money now that I'm, uh, that I am making and I don't know what I should be putting it towards. This is a great problem. So you were throwing away at lenders and they're like, wait, now it's with me. W- what do I do? Hot potato. Right. So what are your future goals? Are you renting right now? Do you have a, a car that you like? Um, so right now I am renting. Um, I do have a car that I have now, but I don't have any plans to purchase a car cause I'm enjoying not having a car payment. Um, so I'm just looking to see what I should do with some money. So right now um, my financial situation is I've got $25,000 in a, in a, a savings account, about $15,000 in an investment account. Um, and then about $10,000 in a, in a, a 401k. Okay. So that 25k, that's gotta be your emergency fund and maybe a little extra. Yes, I am a big time uh, saver, so um, I just plan to have about a year of um, a, a, a a cushion, I should say. Great. Well, at 27 with a great income like yours and you have a fully funded emergency fund, I'm going to be investing 15% of my income. You may be doing more than that right now, are you? Or are you doing 15? Yes, I'm actually doing 15 to 20. Aha. All right, let's dial that back to 15. You're 27. You're going to be a multimillionaire and we have other goals right now because you don't own a home. And so let's start maybe saving up for a down payment with every extra penny that's coming in. And maybe two, three years from now, we can afford a place in Boston and it's probably going to be like a condo, right? <laughs> My brother's got a condo in Boston and it's insane. It's like 300 square feet and it's like, and that'll be a million dollars, sir. <laughs> so that would be my next goal for you, Ross, is uh, home ownership. And you know, with rent going up and up and up, I'd love for you to have a fixed 
rate expense there with that mortgage. And as a 27-year-old man, you are hitting the road and you're going to have all these adventures. There's going to come a moment when you want your own place and you want to settle down and start getting some roots. And so I love that. Way to go paying off debt, dude. Yeah, Not waiting on it. student loan forgiveness. Ross is just getting out. Anytime somebody says, I'm a traveling nurse, my first thought is, you're rich. Such a great gig. Awesome. Man. Thank you for your, your commitment to our communities. We'll be right back. Hey guys, George Camel here, and I'm so excited to tell you about the newest product from Ramsey. It's called Gazelle, and it's a digital banking experience that will help you spend and save the Ramsey way with banking services provided by Pathword NA. You'll get a single spending account with no monthly fees, and it's FDIC insured through Pathword NA. We're offering early access to our beta customers so you can help us make it the best experience it can be. Just go to RamseySolutions.com Gazelle to sign up for the waitlist today. moments when you're sitting right next to someone but you feel a thousand miles away from them feels like a personal attack john it kind of does but it's also true some of you are feeling that way right now like george folks we've got to put our stupid phones down we've substituted deep and meaningful conversations for binge watching netflix and scrolling social media you deserve better relationships, and that means having better conversations. And that's why I created Questions for Humans. These are conversation starters that will help you unplug from your screens and actually connect and have fun with the people you care about. And here's the thing. I wish it wasn't the case. It is. And this is the case in my house, too. I have let the skill of just having fun conversations atrophy because I haven't had to do it for a decade now because I just have a phone and we can text and we can just send emojis and call it good and our bodies are falling apart. We launched the first edition of these cards a few uh, months ago and they've been flying off the shelves ever since. The first press sold out, second press sold out, third press sold out and people have been asking for more and more topics and so we got the hint and we've got new decks in and we've got new sets of conversation cards. cards. We've added Girls' Night, which... I know a lot about girls' nights. Um, Guys' night, dating, parents and teens, workplace addition um, to the lineup. And we also have um, education ones now that are going to be for elementary school, middle school, and high school students um, for uses in classrooms and in homes. All of them will get you spending time laughing together, learning something unexpected, and building deeper and stronger relationships. One of the most common questions I hear, George, from parents is, I don't know how to talk to my teenager. I don't know how Mm -hmm. to talk to my middle schooler. I ask my fifth grader, hey, how was school? And they say, fine. It was fine. And they go upstairs. They go upstairs, right? Or they just look at their phone or they just stare off into space out the window. These cards are designed to help you reconnect. So pick up one, two, or all of our new questions for humans, conversation starters, and start having fun together. And you can find all of them at RamseySolutions.com. Can I pitch a new idea? I'm I'm all ears. It's a podcast. You, Dave Ramsey, Ken Coleman, and myself, we play Girls' Night, (laughs) Questions for Humans. I think if Dave ever says, "I'm, I'm through with the show, He's not one to go off gently into that quiet night. He's no. going to want to just go ahead and cancel all the way out. So I think he'd have 30 minutes of just telling his deepest, truest thoughts, and then we would play that. And I think we could officially wrap the show up. I'm in. Call, call a slumber good. party. By the way, for Girls' Night, we did go get some extraordinary, brilliant women 
of which we have plenty of here, right here board. in this building. Yes, and they are the ones that help direct those questions because I am absolutely unqualified. All right, let's go to Kelly in Los Angeles in LA. What's up, Kelly? Hey guys, how are you? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, so my question is, I live in LA, I run my business remotely, and I own a house outright here. Um, no payments on it besides property taxes and insurance and everything. And I'm wow. very sick of the US and I'm going to go travel for a year. And I'm trying to figure out if it's in my best interest to rent the house out and live off the income from that while I'm gone or sell it while the, I mean, the market's still pretty high right now um, here and, and put that money in like some kind of ETF or index and live off that instead. <laughs> Incredible. Well, can I ask you, how do you have a paid for home in Los Angeles? That sounds like a pipe dream. Um, yeah. I bought it off a family member a couple of years ago and they've had it for forever. So I got a really good deal on it. Awesome. Way to go. So what's the house worth? It's probably about 1.8, 1.9. Oh, so it's a, it's a two bedroom, one bath. Just kidding. <laughs> That's in the bad part of LA. Yeah. That's incredible. So you have a paid for $1.9 million property that you could sell. I do. Yeah. Or you could rent it for how much? Probably about like after property manager and everything, I'd probably be making profit like 4,500 a month. Okay. So here's how I kind of look at it, and Deloney can jump in. So you're, you'd make 50 grand while you travel, and they deal yeah. with all the hassle, or you cash out today and take $2 million. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just looking at it just based on I math. No, so hard. Like you could park, you could park the two million in an online savings account and probably make close to fifty grand. That's I all I'm saying. I'm just, I, yeah, I'm scared that like I'm worried that property values are just going to go up and I'll get priced out of the market and not be able to come back if I want to. Are, are you're going to be okay regardless? You have a paid for home in LA. You're going to have two million dollars. <laughs> also, people are the population in California is going down for the first time in history. So, I'm not saying that the prices are going to go down, the values are going to go down, but I don't know that they're going to appreciate wildly in 12 months. And Kelly, um, I don't know if we if we mentioned this, you'll have two million dollars <laughs> in a checking account, like. I, <laughs> I'm doing the napkin math for her, what is What's the chances that you're going to move back to L.A.? Like, you go away... Okay, here's here's the other things. Um, when somebody gets to a place where they're like this, and this may be, I'm being serious now, when they get to a place where relationally, I'm done, okay? And so this yeah. isn't a boyfriend you're walking away from for a year. This is America, right? I'm done with the U.S. <laughs> I've got to get out of here. I'm going to go wherever. You don't know where the winds take you when you open up the sails out on the open sea, okay? What I would hate mm-hmm. for you to do is to get somewhere and say, actually, I want to relocate here for a while, make this a couple of years, make this three or four years, and you still got this ink, this property. It's much yeah. better to hit the road, to be out there and say, ah, I'm free, and I've got a $2 million safety net in a money market account somewhere, and... Man, that's a totally different proposition for me. So if you're my friend or you're my sister, I would say, dude, sell your house, be untethered, have <laughs> the world's greatest fallback plan. And the chances of you moving back to LA, who knows what's going to happen in a year with you and your adventures, right? Yeah, no, you're totally right. Kelly, I just did the the math here. If Even with the 1.5% interest rate on that high-yield savings account, you'd be making about $30,000 a year if you parked $1.9 in there. 
versus okay. getting 50, but who knows if the HVAC goes out and needs repairs and you're dealing with that while you're traveling and, you know, eat, pray, loving. I don't know what, what you're about <laughs> to do across the globe, but I just don't want to deal with that on this adventure is kind of being a landlord, even dealing with property management. They're handling a lot of that, but it sounds like your heart's not in this property anymore anyways. Yeah, that's that's probably true. I mean, I've been fighting it, but... <laughs> so you're not going to be that excited to even come back to it a year from now. You're probably going to be a different no. Kelly after this experience. You might be a Texas uh, Kelly. <laughs> you might be a Florida Kelly. You might be a, yeah, a New York Kelly. Who knows? What There's kind of- something magical about being untethered and having $2 million in the bank. I don't know. It just feels good. To picture that in my head, and uh, it's a great picture. Yeah. It's a fun picture. I think I've made the decision... I don't know that Kelly has, but I've made it in my heart. <laughs> I'm excited to travel. I'm. Uh, oh, that may be. This may be. James, you were asking us the other day to like remember some of our favorite calls. This is going to be one of them. Um, do I want to have kind of an anchor um, connected to a chain around my ankle and make about fifty thousand dollars, or? I just want to be in the south of France and be like, do yeah, I want we're going to do two appetizers. Make <laughs> yeah. that two. I want the avocado toast uh, because I have $2 million in my checking account. You can afford avocado toast. <laughs> That's right. The only, the, one of the old, only people. Yes. And then you throw in the gluten-free bread upcharge. Are you kidding me? $50. But you know what? I've got $2 million. <laughs> I like this plan. Gluten-free me. I'm in. I'm all in. And I also like the idea of getting out of California, going to see some stuff, and then making some And guess what? If you want to live in California again, you have $2 million <laughs> to go get you a place in California. Hey, to everybody listening, though, and, all, and, and George and I are, are poking some fun, I think mostly because we're both kind of jealous. Um, 100%. Uh, this is why we do this. This is why you work so hard to be debt-free. This is why you grind it and you get through the baby steps. This is why you save money. This is why you pay your house off. Cause then you have these moments in life when we've talked to people today, George, that husband just announced I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. I'm out of here. Um, or you get so frazzled and frustrated with work, with the news cycle, with whatever. And you say, you know what? I'm going to France. I'm going to Australia for a year. Like wherever you happen to find yourself, this is why we do this. This is called freedom. And this is called Peace. Margin and bandwidth and options and mean it's all lumped it's in there. Peace. Yes. yes. Hey I George, I do want you to know that two million two million dollars is not enough to cover the shame of eating gluten free avocado oh, toast. Oh James <laughs> roasting me in the comment section of real life. Wow. Memories are meant to be relived, not chewed up by the VCR or worn away with time. Converting your old media with Legacy Box stops fading in its tracks, so your home movies are safe forever, and you can trust Legacy Box. I've met the founders. They're right here in Tennessee, and they've helped over one million folks protect their memories. For a limited time, you can get started for just $9 a tape at LegacyBox.com slash Ramsey. That's LegacyBox.com slash Ramsey.
888-825-5225. Let's go to Trevor in Minnesota. What's up, Trevor? Hi, John. Thanks for taking my call. You got it, my brother. What's up? you guys. So I'll, I'll just give you a quick rundown here before I ask my question. Um, I'm 26 years old. I've been working the baby steps since December of 2020. Um, I've paid off $22,000 so far. I have fourteen five left. Um, in that time, I paused to cash flow my wedding and honeymoon. That was in June. Um, last year, I made $80,000. My new wife made about sixty five. dollars uh, My question is, I'm going back to college uh, full-time starting in August while also working full-time. I'm making a, a drastic career change from law enforcement. I'm going into counseling. Uh, the estimated cost of that's going to be about $50,000. And on top of that, we are expecting our first child in March. So I was just wondering what the best course of action is going to be going forward um, as far as our finances and if we should continue with the baby steps, paying off debt, or if we should just stack money away for um, school and the birth of our baby. So when does school start? School starts end of August. Whoa, like a month from now. Yep. And you have 50000 to throw at it and cash flow it? No, that is going to be about the, the total cost. Okay, so how many years? Is it a four-year program? Um, it'll be three. three I have three years left. years left. Do you you have the money to get through the first year, first semester, first year? Um. We have enough to pay off the first semester that's due in September. Okay. Um, so I grew up in the home of a policeman. I've spent my career working with policemen and I also have a degree in counseling, graduate degree. Okay. So I've been there for all the things you're talking about. Please don't put yourself and your new new um, young child in the hole any further by taking on debt to get through this program. Okay. Okay. It's. Um, I'd rather see you take a semester that you can pay for, work another semester, pay for another semester. Like I'd rather you figure it out that way, or work your butt off this semester to impress your professors and show them that you're all in and be a great uh, student, so that they can give you some scholarships, give you a research assistantship or something that will help you with your tuition. I'd rather you do that than wake up um, to be a counselor. Um, to go help people and your experience as a police officer is going to make you a remarkable therapist you've seen some stuff you've sat with a lot of people you're going to be a gift I don't want you going driving to that job every day to help other people burdened by $40,000 in student loan debt and a new baby okay yep is that cool I know it's hard and it's kind of dream bursty but please make that a priority for you and your wife I'd rather you I'd rather you see you drag this program out and go four years or five years than come out with a whole bunch of debt. So yeah, what that looks like in the baby steps is pausing baby step two. We're saving up for the baby. We're going to make sure we can cash flow this semester. Once baby and mom are home safe, we're going to look at the next semester, making sure we can cash flow that. And once all the money is there and you know you're going to get through school debt free, then we can start attacking those other debts you have. But until then, you got a lot. You got some mountains ahead of you. And so it's okay to pause right now to make sure that we can cash flow that and not go further into debt. Okay, yeah, so you're saying basically stack away cash, get that $50,000 saved up, or approximately 50000 
and then go back to baby step two and continue from there. Because that leaves you still with your fourteen thousand. You'll be making minimum payments on those, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and you don't have to save up all fifty thousand, you know, by like we're saying. But as long as you can cash flow each semester, and the faster you can get it stacked, the faster we can get to the debt. And are you still going to be working through school? Yeah, it, at least through the bachelor's program, and then the master's program is one year, which um, at that time I'll have to resign and just do the master's program full time. Well, I mean, I got through a PhD in counseling, working full time, including my practical man supervision and all those things. So there's ways okay. you can use ways to figure it out. Um, uh, so this is this like a, a three plus one or a four plus one program? Yeah, it's a four plus one. Okay, all right. So you're looking at about four or five years of schooling anyway. Down, just checking it out. Well, I already have my associates. Okay, 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 okay. So you're just going and taking your counseling classes, and then you're going to start rolling in and taking your graduate co- courses too, huh? Correct. Okay, and then you will head off and do your practicum, and that where this will get dicey is when you're doing your supervision hours, um, depending on where you find um, your when you're getting your clinical hours in, so you can get your license. That's sometimes that gap, that year to eighteen months, because some places require you to pay them to do counseling for free so they could supervise you. Um, but sometimes you can find placements where they pay you, and that ends up working out pretty well for you. So yeah, very cool, okay. man. I, sure. Yeah, you're you've got you're up against it, and but you're, it sounds like you're all doing all the right things to get you where you want to go five, ten, fifteen years down the road. You may not be able to progress as fast as you want to go, but don't go backwards. Yeah, absolutely, don't go backwards. Thank you so much for the call. Thank you for loving your community, both as a dad and as a police officer, and now as a counselor. It's such a great, great gift. All right, let's go to Johnny in St. Louis. What's up, Johnny? Hey, what's up, y'all? We're just we're just getting it done, man. How are you? Same same here, same here. Hey guys, uh quick question. Um I am debt free except for my vehicle. Um I got I got my thousand dollars cut back, I got six months of uh expenses cut back, I got about five thousand dollars in four one K. What should be my next step? To double hammer the car or what? Hold up, Johnny. I'm real confused. You just said you're doing the baby steps, but now you're saying you got your fully funded emergency fund, but you still have a car loan? Yes, I got the car loan. So you could pay off the car loan today with the savings? Uh, I got um, 7000 so yeah, and I owe about 18000 on it. So You owe 18000 on the car, and you have 7000 right. in savings. Right. What's the car worth? Uh, right now, the Kelly Group look is a little over nineteen thousand. That's what it's worth. Okay, what's your income? Uh, about forty thousand a year. Woo! Sell the car. Dude, that, that's a lot of car, Johnny. Johnny, sell the car. Okay. I mean, how long is it going to take making forty to pay off the eighteen? A hundred years. Um, it's right now it's set for about thirty-six months. I got thirty-six months left on it. So three years of slowing your life down, not getting to do what you want to do, but you get to drive this car. How nice is this car? Uh, it's a 2020 Equinox. It's got no, not even 15,000 miles on it. Okay. I thought you were going to impress me with the features. It's got heated <laughs> seats, baby. Well, Johnny, no, it, I've no, never heard anybody about like, I don't want to run anybody down. That's not my thing, but I've never heard anybody be like, what's up? I got a brand new Equinox. What's up? What's up? like them apples. No, it's a nice car, but uh, you can get another nice car. They're out there. So if I'm you, I'm b- I'm going to be debt-free 
today. I'm yeah, going to sell the car. You'll have a thousand plus your seven thousand. Let's go get you a five, six thousand dollar, you know, kind of beater car. That's what it is in this market. And uh, then you'll have all of your income back in your life, and we can be about the business of getting the emergency fund in place three to six months, followed by upgrading in car. And Johnny, listen, by the end of this weekend, you know what you could be? Dead free. Totally free. I wasn't going to whisper it, kind of creepy like George just did, but you're going to be free, man. Free, Johnny. Is that better than a new Equinox? Yeah, it is. Yes. And uh, that way I can work on my retirement at 50 years old, too. There we yes. go. Now we're getting excited Dude, about Dude, you're going to be, by Sunday afternoon, you've sold this Equinox, you've bought yourself a, another car. It's not going to be pretty at all. But you're going to be walking taller. You're going to be about two inches but tall. But Johnny's going to be able to retire with dignity. That's a fair trade. Yes. And you're going to be able to get to and fro. I'm excited for you, man. Are you ready? I'm ready. Take the step. You got this, man. Excellent. Congratulations on taking a step to freedom. Man, there's something about like, yeah, but it's new, man. It's new. I just got it. I just got it. I know. And there's something about going from a nicer car to a less nicer car that just, it hurts your pride. It's like you're failing. But I care care more about Johnny's future than his feelings right now. And I'm pumped about his future. You should tweet that out. If I knew how Twitter worked, I would tweet that out. People still use that? I don't know. I'll do it and see if anyone responds. Care about your future instead of your feelings. I like that. Well done. We'll be right back. scripture of the day is Proverbs 18.15. An intelligent heart acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. Albert Einstein says, learn from yesterday, live for today, and hope for tomorrow. The important thing is to not stop questioning. I love that. Ask some good questions. That's fantastic. All right. Hey, George. Hey, John. uh, New... Are you okay? I'm good. Okay, you're breathing heavily. You oh, got me worried. I was just running there, sorry. I thought um, you were upset about this article. No, these. Uh, it's rare that I get to say these words. I was right, and I continue to be right. Um, James brought us in this article here that um, this is a big news flash, everybody. So if you're doing something dangerous, driving heavy machinery, you're going to want to park it for a second because this is earth-shattering news. I hope someone is like on a tractor right now who's going, all right, got to park this thing. Some guy's got a forklift and he just sets all the stuff down. He's like, hang on, guys. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Deloney's about to drop something on us. Um, Article suggests social media platforms like Instagram and TikTok are negatively impacting users' finances as well as causing nearly half of Generation Z and Millennials to feel unhappy about their financial situations, according to a recent study. Those feelings included jealousy, inadequacy, anxiety, shame, and anger. User spending habits are negatively impacted as nearly half of users admitted to making an impulse purchase based on something they saw on social media, most of them 64% saying they regretted them. Additionally, 64% of parents with children under 18 on social media have reported the online 
platforms contributing to their kids having unrealistic expectations about money. I can't believe it took a study to get here, John. This is about the millionth study that's come out. And here's here's the frustrating thing. Whenever I'm talking to a parent and they say the words, my 11-year-old's addicted to, I always stop them. And say they're 11. They have no access to anything that you don't allow to be put in front of them. So unless they're in like, a, the parents are divorced and there's a, a you know, one parent is, is just getting off the rails. Your kid's addicted to fill in the blank, chicken nuggets, their iPad, their iPhone, the video games, because you allow it. And so when a parent says 64% of parents with children under 18 on social media have reported the online platforms contributing to their kids not doing well. I just want to pull my hair short, but I just want to pull it out because they're all, it's like, man, I handed my kid this thing. And their life is falling apart. Man. Stop. It's, just, it's wild because Stop. how did we not think that like staring into a screen of other people's facade of success would not cause us to make terrible financial decisions and be depressed? And getting other children who are not known for A, their kindness to one another, B, making wise, um, uh, discerning judgments about the appearances of other people Let's give them an opportunity to comment on how I look, what I said, how I write, how I speak, how my teeth and hair look, how my money looks. Um, and then you partner that with very targeted marketing that's listening yeah. to everything you're saying and then saying, hey, you can buy now, pay later with one touch of a button and all the boxes will show up that will give you immediate happiness. Billion dollar companies who have partnered with neuroscientists to figure out how to best manipulate your 16, 14, 13, 11, 10 year old into buying things. And then we just let it happen. Parents, take control back of your children's minds, please. Please. And I'll tell you, as the parent of a child who... I, I, he's found himself on an island. My oldest, because he's one of the very few that doesn't have a phone. Man, I would love a group of folks to say, you know, we're on the same team. Mm. Same team. John, I got another tweet-worthy uh, line for you. Okay. The problem... When you run other people's races, is that there is no finish line? Yeah, it's never enough. You can't. Be. I'm comparing. Well, well, he got a bigger house than me, and it's not fair because, like, I feel like I work harder, and like I went to a, this better school, and I got this degree, and why do they have all this stuff now? You don't know their life. You don't know how deeply in debt they're in. You don't know if their marriage is falling apart, and yet we're scrolling, going, "Oh, just see, uh, the Deloney's got a new it look. <laughs> look at the car he's driving. He must be or, doing very well." The other night, a couple of buddies here from the office, we went up to a concert from a 90s band we basically was like a, a karaoke night and i have to admit i took five or six photos of us just looking like we're having a great time to get just the right photo looking like we're having just the right amount of fun and if you look at it and say yeah that's not a very good photo you should have seen the other ones that i, I deleted wow. right we curate this world and then we put it out for the for everyone else to say Look how much fun we're having. And I'm an adult, and I fall for it. And I do have to call out, producer James was at that concert. He was. Uh, I think he can vouch for the fact that it was not a good time. And at the that time he of my life. Posing. No, it was a great time. It was a little bit awkward when he took his shirt off and threw it into the crowd. But other than that, it was... That did feel a little bit yeah, aggressive we had and a great excessive. Time. It, yeah, but I mean, James But gets, it's a great point. He has a good time. What you don't see is like the craziness and chaos of the day, the hard parts. And again, it's hard to even capture that for social media. Usually when you're taking a photo... 
it's to capture a highlight. Right. But the problem is when you have an entire feed of highlights, you have this very unrealistic picture of what your life is supposed to be like. And the, this this quote says it best here in this article. You don't know if someone took out a lot of, out a lot of debt to fund the amazing vacation or the perfectly put together outfit depicted in their photos. You just see the smile and the clothes or the smile and the yeah. concert. And you think everything's great. You don't know what's going on behind those scenes. So, And on top of that, if they paid cash, good for them and who cares? That's and right. Keep living your life. Way to go. Yes, that's, that's what right. I love to, if I see a nice car next to me, I go, wonder if he paid cash, wonder if he's in debt. And then I go, doesn't matter. I'm just going to keep driving, look through my windshield because that's how you don't crash. And John, you have personal experience with that. <laughs> I was looking through the uh, windshield. I just had my eyes closed. All right, let's take a quick call out to Therese in Los Angeles, California. What's up, Therese? Hey, we're up against the clock, so get right to your question. Yes, uh, my question is um, I'm wondering if I should um, refinance my house, get some cash out in order to re- renovate, and then rent my house out um, and get that rental money as an income. And then my thought was to move to a less expensive area, like a different state. Would you rent in that area? No, I'm gonna, I, my intention is to move to a suburbs of, uh, in Georgia. So how are you going to have money to buy the house over there if you haven't sold your current home? I wasn't going to buy. I was going to rent for a year. Okay. And and see, you know, if I like it there, number one. Hey, let, let, me, my daughter uh, lives Teresa, there. let me flip this around. If you were living in Georgia, would you randomly mm-hmm. take out a loan to buy a rental property in Los Angeles? Halfway across the country? Um, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Because you would be exhausting and you wouldn't want to be a landlord 10 states over. And would you spend a bunch of money to make your house nicer all so that you cannot enjoy it and someone else can destroy it slowly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't. Killing me softly with their touch. You wouldn't want to do that. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, we would sell your house in Los Angeles and then move to Georgia. I like renting for a year when you move to a new state, but I would cut my ties and take the money and buy yourself a like rent for a year, find the community that you want to live in, and then take some time looking for a home and you're going to have some cash. How much? How much equity do you have in your home? Um, probably about six hundred fifty thousand. Awesome, oh, that's going to feel good in a checking account while you you're could looking probably, for houses. Could you pay cash for a spot in Georgia with that kind of money? Um, yes. I love this plan. How old are you? That's the thing. I'm sixty-nine, and I'm a widow, and I'm um, uh, don't have any savings at all. So imagine going into your seventies with no mortgage payment. And having some savings in the bank on top of that, and then mm-hmm. we can actually live our life and have a great retirement. Or you buy a three hundred thousand dollar condo, and you have three hundred fifty thousand dollars in a, that you can sit down in a retirement account. Now you're talking about changing your whole life without overcomplicating it with a scheme on top of a scheme on top of a refinance on top of a rental plan. Let's go for simple, and let's go for peace as you're settling into the, the back half of your life, right? Good word. Hey, I want to thank everybody uh, back there running the booth. Austin, Will, James, Kelly, the whole gang. George, great show. Appreciate it, man. Fun times. America, thank you so much for joining us. Be kind to one another and pay off your debts. We'll see you soon.
Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com show. 